the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. What a great season to lift up and celebrate the Lord and rejoice. Wouldn't you agree? Let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. Wow, we love you. And it's it's just such a, a beautiful season. And I ask, O oh Lord, that in our love for you, we would truly love our neighbor as ourself. We'd love our family. We would love everybody around us. Lord, let this be a tremendous season of love. We pray for our government, that people would understand there the responsibility of love. We pray for all our institutions, whether it's business or education or others, uh, entertainment, Lord, that they would truly know what love is. And so we're blessed, Lord. We're so, so very blessed. And I pray that this radio program would be a blessing to all those who are listening. We thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, the past few weeks, we've talked about Hanukkah and Christmas and assimilation into our culture. And today, as we prepare for a new year, I believe we should go back to the basics of what we believe in order to have great faith and hope that 2019 will be an amazing year. Now, before we get started, let me remind you that we're at the end of the year, so we certainly could use your financial support of this program. In fact, this will be the last program of the 2018 year. So we don't have any business advertising or uh, other streams of revenue except people who want to generously uh, keep this show on the air. And so if that is you, we'd certainly appreciate any 
uh, gift that you can send us at this time. So I'll begin today's teaching with a reading from this week's parasha. Now, the parasha is the weekly portion that I read, eat, and, and actually Jews all throughout the world read uh, each week. And I believe it has relevance to how we're going to approach the new year as a new beginning. So it starts in Exodus 5, verses 20 to 23. So the foremen of B'nai Yisrael, or the children of Israel, saw that they were in trouble when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks from day to day. Then they met Moses and Aaron, who were waiting for them as they came from Pharaoh. So they said to them, May Adonai look on you and judge, because you have made us a stench in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants, putting a sword in their hand to kill us. So Moses returned to Adonai and said, Adonai, why have you brought evil on these people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought evil on these people. You have not delivered your people at all. Well, not all new beginnings start off the way you want them to start off. Uh, So finding their own straw and not reducing the number of bricks, they went to Moses and who had said, hey, I'm here to set you free. And they were all ready for that new beginning that Moses was telling them about. And now all of a sudden they're saying, well, maybe we don't need a change or a new beginning. Oftentimes what we do after we hear bad news and realize we have a real problem, we blame somebody, right? (laughs) So in verse 20 and 21, the people of Israel blamed Moses. And then Moses, not being outdone by Israel, goes to God and he blames God. He said, you brought evil when you promised good. In fact, I did this in your name and you said you'd back me up with a miracle. Where is it? So Adonai answers Moses actually in Exodus 6.1. He says, now you will see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. By way of a strong hand, he will let them go and drive them out of this land. So the new beginning was told by God to Moses. And yet, if you know the story, it still had a long way to go before Israelites saw victory. I can picture Moses saying much later on to the Lord, Lord, we had to wait for 10 plagues. Then we thought we were going to be fine, and then we thought we were going to die at the Red Sea. We almost had a heart attack. You certainly have a flair for the dramatic, Lord. It would be nice if you answered our prayers when we prayed them, certainly earlier than you did. And and so often, isn't that what we feel like with God? We say, so here we are beginning a new year, and you're offering up your prayers, and you're thinking about 2018, and those prayers answered, but 
many were not answered. And some of the biggest and most important prayers have seemingly been unanswered from your point of view. We obviously don't see things from God's point of view. Then have you ever, to make things worse, have you ever had some people point out some reasons you haven't seen your prayers answered? Oh, I believe there's sin in your life. (laughs) You know, it's probably your lack of faith. Or maybe you don't pray correctly. And these are some of the same people who haven't had their prayers answered, but are more than happy to blame you for your prayers not being answered. Remember, we're only looking at the here and now. We don't know how and when God is going to be answering our prayers. He might have started the answer already, and we haven't seen it. Imagine all those in Egypt saying to Moses, God is not answering your prayers. You're a failure. However, since we have Scripture and we can see the past thousands of years, few thousands of years, we should understand the basics of God. If we know who he is and what he has done, this should give us tremendous confidence in him because we don't always see what he sees. And obviously, from this example of being in Egypt, God answered prayer. But you could have fooled those people, right, at that time. Look, besides being sovereign, God is omniscient, which means he knows everything. (coughs) He knew everything that Moses would do, what Pharaoh would do, and how everyone would react. God sees the big picture. We, We see the present and the past. Sometimes we get a glimpse of the future. If we're lucky, it's rare, right? But So how can we start this new year with hope, expecting God will do great things while we seem to have so much uncertainty? The key is being sure of who God is and what he has done. So as we get ready to begin this year, let us be reminded about the basics about who God is and what he has done. So, let's start with omniscient. God is omniscient. God knows everything, and his knowledge is complete. There is no more knowledge than what God already has. He's not going to gain new knowledge, and he's not going to lose any of the knowledge he has. He knows it all. Isaiah 40, 28, have you not known, have you not heard, Adonai is the eternal God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow tired or weary. His understanding is unsearchable. So what does it mean, unsearchable? Now, it means that it's too much to find. It's it's beyond us. 
Or in Job seventeen uh, thirty-seven sixteen, do you know the balancing of clouds, the wonders of him who has perfect knowledge? I love that. Or Psalm one forty-seven five: Great is our Lord and mighty in power; His understanding is infinite. Which means, from our point of view, it never stops. Romans eleven thirty-three: Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments, and how incomprehensible His ways! Look, guys, we don't get it. God is beyond our ability to even consider who he is and and, and what he does. So we we do our best to describe, we do our best to to read Scripture and get a picture of him. In 1 John 3, 19 and 20, it says, By this we shall know that we are of the truth and set our heart at rest before him whenever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Okay, so that's our first characteristic of God that I believe will help us through 2019. Secondly, God is omnipotent. God has unlimited ability and power. There are no limitations on what he can do. Aren't you glad? Yes. So Genesis 18.14, is anything too difficult for Adonai? At the appointed time, I will return to you in about a year, and Sarah will have a son. So we're talking about this 90-year-old lady having a child. Is this too hard for God? No. Job 42.2, I know you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. Or Colossians 1.17, he exists before everything. And in him all holds together. (laughs) I want you to picture that for a second. In God, everything is being held together. It's, 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 It's just an amazing thing to think about. You know, I, I, and then the third thing I want to say about who God is, is that he's omnipresent. Now, Yes, omnipresent means God is everywhere. He is present in all places at all times. Okay, so that's the good news. The bad news is that he's with you right now. (laughs) Why is that bad news? Because we are sinners. We make mistakes. And to picture God standing right next to us watching our mistakes Our sins is really a thing to be scared about. But he is with us at all times. Proverbs 15.3 says, The eyes of Adonai are everywhere, observing the wicked and the good. I don't really want to think about this scripture too much. (laughs) Right? I mean, can you imagine that every time, whatever you're doing, God's eyes are up on you, watching you? Oh, my goodness. Jeremiah twenty three twenty four. 
Can anyone hide himself in places so secret that I will not see him? Do I not fill heaven and earth? It is a declaration of Adonai. There's no place we can hide. And when I think of that verse, I think of Psalm 139, because it says, Where can I go from your Ruach, from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, look, you're there too. If I take the wings of the dawn and settle on the other side of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. If I say, surely darkness covers me, night keeps light at a distance from me. Even darkness is not dark for you, and night is as bright as day. Darkness and light are alike. That is unbelievable, isn't it? A fourth characteristic is immutable. So what immutable means, and this is a really important characteristic of God, is that God does not change. That's one of his attributes. He didn't get up today and say, oh, I'm not feeling so good today. I think I'm going to be a pain to all these people on earth. No, God does not change. And we know that scripture in Hebrews 13.8, Yeshua, the Messiah, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But listen to what it says in, as an example in the Hebrew scriptures in Malachi 3.6, For I am Adonai, I do not change, so you children of Jacob are not consumed. Well, okay, I'm glad that God does not change. Are you glad? Yeah. In James 1.17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. God is mutable, and aren't we glad? Amen. Our fifth one is, and by the way, there are going to be 10 attributes, so it might be that we're going to have to do this again next week. Our fifth attribute is that God is holy. In Leviticus 11.44, it says, For I am Adonai your God. Therefore, sanctify yourselves and be holy, for I am holy. In Isaiah 43.15, Adonai is called the Holy One over 30 times. Here in Isaiah 43, 15, it says, I am Adonai, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. In Ezekiel 39, 7, it says, So I will make my holy name known among my people Israel. I will not let my holy name be profaned anymore. The nations will know that I am Adonai, the Holy One in Israel. Okay. We see it in the New Covenant as well. Now, this is an interesting one because in Luke 4.34, we have a demonic spirit speaking. And he's saying that Yeshua is holy. He says, what have we to do with you, Yeshua of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. 
you are the Holy One of God. Okay? And then we see in John 6, 69, we have trusted and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Our sixth characteristic is that God is righteous. And it's good that we say this right after his holiness because really his holiness is what makes him righteous. He is perfect in righteousness, which is his moral. Uh, it's him being moral because of his perfection and holiness. Righteous is God's behavior. He is always right. Ezra 9.15 Uh, Adonai, uh, God of Israel, you are righteous, for we are left this day as a remnant. Behold, here we are before you in our guilt. Because of it, no one can stand before you. You see, God's righteousness is the perfect combination of compassion and judgment. And and the the, Ezra, in, in this verse, Israel is thankful that God is righteous because otherwise we wouldn't be able to stand before him because we're sinners. In Psalm 145, 17, it says, Adonai is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his deeds. And then in 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sin." sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. The beauty of his righteousness is that when we come to him confessing, he is faithful in his righteousness to make us righteous because he's forgiving our sins and he purifies us. It's nothing that we really do. He has done this. Isn't this amazing? So I'm not going to be able to do the other um, attributes today, but let me just tell you what the attributes are and what you can do if you would like is you can uh, let me know that you would like uh, sort of a summary of this teaching with the scriptures and we will email it out to you. But here are the attributes that I chose for getting my confidence and my hope and my faith up of who is God. He's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, immutable, holy, righteous, and sovereign. Triune nature mercy and grace, and love. So I have 10 different characteristics. We've gone over six of them. And so I really hope that you will come back next week and you will tell other people to come back as well. So we're out of time today. Let me remind you once again, we're at the end of the year. We certainly could use your financial support. You know I don't talk about money a whole lot. But we don't have business advertising. We don't have any real revenue streams. We depend completely on you and your generosity, especially since this is the last teaching of the year. And it would be especially helpful to us. 
So please call Karen at 813-831-5673. Give us a gift, end of the year gift. Give us a pledge for the next year. Look, uh, we really could use your help. So I pray that this broadcast and this year of broadcast has touched your heart. And I ask the Lord that he would have you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.